to the Nona Voices podcast by Nona.fm. We feature the voices of the unique people that make up the Lake Nona community in Orlando, Florida. Today, we welcome a longtime Lake Nona area resident who is synonymous with leadership, Dr. Linda Travelute. Every year, she holds the marquee leadership event in Lake Nona, Live to Lead. Now, Dr. Linda Travelute. Linda, thank you for joining us. Hey, I am so glad to be with you, Curtis, and your Nona FM family. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So um, let's dive right in. You've um, How long have you been a resident of the Lake Nona area? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you a little secret. Can you keep it? I can. And, and all your we listeners. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> I don't really live in Lake Nona. I live in St. Cloud. So I can reveal my secret as well. Okay. I live in St. Cloud. I'm not alone. Fantastic. I have a, a St. Cloud address. So. Okay. But I think we can agree that the area is growing farther and farther south. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was talking to a business owner in Kissimmee who wanted to expand into, Saint, into Lake Nona. And he said, man, the only thing I can find is that corner down by Boggy Creek. There's some office space there. And I said, that will be the center, yeah. I think, eventually yes. of the Lake Nona universe. So, yes, yes. Because yeah, more and more people are heading south. That's right. And uh, so it, it, so we both are St. Cloudians, I yes, guess. Yes, <laughs> yes. We, we are the OGs of Osceola County, Osceola Orange County. Yeah, they're going to marry each other. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's family. It's Ab- family. Absolutely. Yes. How long have you been here? Since seventy nine. Can you believe it? I'm, I'm, I was twelve, so I'm revealing my age now, but that's you okay. Are. Yeah. So uh, yeah, moved from New York, Long Island, and bought a piece of property. My parents did ten acres, and then all of a sudden we had cows and chickens and goats. So we went from the suburbs to the country life, and it was amazing. Loved it. I've known some folks over the years. Met some folks that came down from New York. And they, one of their goals was to get their kids into a different environment. Was that what your parents were up to? or No, actually, my mom had some medical issues and she needed a warmer climate. So just bounced from New York to St. Cloud and here we are. Had to be a culture shock. It was. Yeah, it I did, was. I did the opposite. So I grew up on a farm and then about 12 years old, moved into the city. So 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's tough too, right? Well, it was tough, but... You know, I could walk to the store, never been able to do that. Didn't have to ask people for a ride. I could just walk somewhere. So there was some cool factors about it, and I don't regret it. I, I think my parents did the right thing. So Good. so ultimately, it, uh, it worked out. But we'll jump into what your forte is, sure. leadership and personal growth. What What brought you into that journey? Well, well, I guess I have always had a passion for leadership. If I think back to... Um, you know, even when you play games as a kid, sometimes that can tell where your passions lie. And I would always be in scenarios where I would be leading people, like especially my brother. I would yank him around, right? (laughs) He was younger than I was, so maybe that's typical. But um, even playing games and whatnot, I would always be the leader and put myself in scenarios where I would be telling people what to do. Now, not bossing around. That's not what it's all about. That's not leadership. You don't think I would be bossy, right? So, you know, growing up and then getting a first job, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts in Kissimmee. Let's say I was 14 years old, so quite young, okay? Um, But very quickly, I was promoted to supervising people two or three times my age. Wow. And that was cool because they were seeing something in me that I could uh, influence and impact people. 
and from there started managing restaurants and uh, just taking ownership, right? Because that's what leaders do. And eventually became a pastor of a big church, uh, worked with a big church in in between Kissimmee and St. Cloud, 4,000-member church, and uh, developed a team of 500 volunteers that uh, went out there and executed. And so, you know, leadership has always been a piece of what I have done, growing people, helping them develop their skills so that they can lead others uh, and really impact other people's lives. How about personal growth? What What's that played in your leadership role and growth? Yeah, that's a great question because I think leaders, if they are not on a growth track, they're not going to be good leaders. They're not going to be excellent. They're not going to yeah. be as successful as they could be. Now, they might have some success, but uh, usually they tap out, right? If we could use a wrestling term, they tap out because if you're not growing on the inside, you're eventually going to stifle yourself on the outside. And so I've always been on, uh, could I say hungry? Always had a hunger to read, a hunger to um, develop myself, listen to of course, we didn't have podcasts when I was a teenager, but I know. Uh, yeah, it's, imagine if they did. Oh yeah. my gosh, that would have been amazing. I would have been a podcast junkie. Yep, I would have been listening to Nona FM every week, right? Uh, so yeah, just always gravitating toward book clubs and things like that, where I could feed my mind and grow. And I just recognized that that was, you know, that might have gone back to my roots um, as a kid in Sunday school, you know, because that was a an opportunity for. Uh, learning. And I grew up with that. And so, you know, that kind of bleeds over into every area of your life. When you are used to uh, having somebody pour into you, 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 you begin to say, okay, wh- what other avenues can I grab info and in so that it can improve my life so that I can help other people and be at a better place to give to others. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I've heard for years I was a reader and then, yeah, well, so I, I eventually discovered these little short classes, these popped up in the late nineties. I think you could go learn web design in a weekend things. I, and I loved those. Those were, cause it's kind of a nice break from reading and picking up a quick little skill. You can turn around and use on Monday morning, but I'll never forget. I sat down Saturday morning and the guy said, if you're not sure if you're in the right place, if this is the thing for you to be doing on Saturday, who here read the cereal box in the morning? Yeah, I raised my hand too. And a lot of people did. And he said, you're in the right place. If you, if, cause he, he said, you are a learner and there's going to be a lot to learn over the next few days. But, um, yeah, I've been, that's been, I think probably one of the biggest keys to my success is that constant, just learning and yearning to, to learn more. Yes. Yes. So, so, so that, so you're telling me that's the test to determine if somebody's a learner, if they read the cereal box, I love it. So I read the pop tart box. Does that count? Yeah, I think that'd okay, be the same okay. Because yeah, I can tell you absolutely. exactly what was in that box. Oh yeah, I yeah, could yeah, too. Yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. amazing? Yeah. You remember that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I had to read something. If I didn't bring a book to the table, then yeah, you know, right. I was going to be uh, checking out the cereal box. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, um, if somebody's out there and personal growth hasn't been their default. But they're saying, you know what, I think I need that. Mm-hmm. Where should it begin? That is probably a multi-million dollar question because if they can get a handle on creating a growth plan, then the sky's the limit. We, we, I love this quote from John Maxwell, my mentor. He says, 
the only guarantee that tomorrow will be better is growth. Yeah. And it's so true. And so uh, what I find is that not enough people take that very seriously and they don't have a growth plan for their lives. They have a plan for everything else. They have mm -hmm. a budget for their finances. They have a, maybe even a, a plan for their uh, education, right? But when I say education, I'm not talking about personal growth. I'm just, you know, that's different, right? right. It's different than what uh, maybe a professor would have or, or what kind of license you're trying to achieve or certification. This is outside that technical area. Yes. Um, so if you, if a person would maybe even just give some time to think about what areas they need growth in and then write down those areas and maybe find the resources that would help then get to where they need to go, whether that's a book, a podcast, a conference, a seminar. I mean, you can find that stuff virtually or in person, or if you need to fly somewhere, do it because it's worth yeah. it. Um, it's, it's, it's just super important to grow on the inside. And especially someone who is in a leadership position, if they are not growing, I guarantee you they are not going to be a great leader. Yeah. They're just not. Yep. That's a red flag to me as I coach and train uh, entrepreneurs and, and business owners and executives, that is a huge red flag because some people are very tenured and they've been at it for a long time, but that doesn't mean they're any good at it. Yeah. And if they are not growing, I can guarantee you uh, they are not as valuable to their people as they could be. On the other end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. you've got somebody who, has for the past 20, 30 years, been pouring into personal growth, flying to conferences, doing things like that, mo motivational, you know, concepts. And I, I ran into this probably about five, six years ago. I said, wait a minute. I think I've heard all of this at least once. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, you know, it doesn't hurt to hear it again. Right. And, and rekindle that excitement remember again yes this is the you know i should be doing this um and, and so it is do you find that folks have to you talk about it's a constant journey is that why i, I think so it, and and i will say what i've learned is that we do need to hear things more than once yeah we do and and i think there's a statistic about the fact that we we need to hear something at least seven times. In I've order heard to get that, it, right? Yeah. Uh, especially even in sales, that relationship that has to be built, you have to connect seven times to get a sale. So anyway, the idea of learning something is so broad and so deep that every time we hear the same thing, if you think about this, Curtis, we're at a different place in our lives when we hear it the next time, right? And so because of our experience because of the things that have occurred we're at a different level of learning and so it's going to land differently it's going to hit differently and and so there's even more opportunity for love so so we call it layered learning it's it, there's all these layers and it's a very fun thing I, in fact i this was something i had to explain to a client recently there was i did i do work with brightview landscaping which they're all over the united states they're oh, yeah. a huge company You've probably seen the Mountain Lake Nona, St. Cloud. Yep. Uh, they work with the Hard Rock Hotel. They work with Disney, Universal. So they're big. So I do training with their VPs and their managers. And so I was on the uh, doing a presentation for them a couple of weeks ago. Well, 
the person who organizes the trainings, she let me know that the last time I did a training, I repeated one of the same stories in that session that I had shared with them the prior session. And one of the VPs jumped off the call when he heard me dive into that same story because he had already heard it. And I'm like, well, okay, but pretty sad for you because I know that you're at a different place right now hearing it twice and you might have learned something different because you're at a different place. So I think there's this misconception that even if you know something, to hear it again, uh, it can really be valuable. And even the fact that, and now I just lost my train of thought. Let me, let me get back to it. This happened, <laughs> well, I'm sure, right? You were talking about listen, you know, hearing the same things again. I've reread books yeah. and picked up things a second and a third time. Yes. My wife and I were rocking it old school on Audible. We like to do Audible on long road trips because yeah. flying is becoming such a pain and driving with automation is becoming pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We we uh, we fire up some audio books. We were, we were rocking um, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which I read as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But to hear it again many years later right. is... Uh, Obviously, I picked up a lot more than I did as a teenager. That's right. That's right. I think now I remember what I was going to share. It is cool to read books like that from Dale and others. And I think, you know, one of the things I preface a lot of my uh, training sessions with is I'll say, look, you may have heard this before, but don't don't say to yourself, oh, I've heard this. Ask yourself, how well do I do this? Yeah. How well do I do this? Okay, if I know it, cool. But am I doing it? And how well? Right. And that'll give us a little gauge. Sometimes we need to hear it more than once. I know I do. There are things I needed to hear like 10, 15 times in order to let it sink in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and it's, um, uh, you know, one of the things that just popped into my head, you know, you've been a pastor. I've been a Christian since I was a kid. Um, we've read the Bible more than once. Absolutely. You know, and, and every time there's something new in, in every Chapter and verse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great analogy. Yep. Yeah. So right it's, with it. Absolutely. So you've got an event coming up mm-hmm. here in Lake Nona. Yes. And uh, this sounds exciting. I, I wasn't able to make it last year, but I will never forget. I ran into Kevin Kendrick at a football game right after he had attended and he was on fire. Yeah. Tell us about the event. Well, Kevin's always on fire. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> but even more yes, so than yes. usual. Yes, Kevin's a good friend. He's a client of mine. Uh, I do a lot of work with the Kendrick team. And he was one of our platinum sponsors for something we call Live to Lead Nona. And that is an event that I host. Uh, I've done it five years now in this area. And it is John C. Maxwell's premier leader and development event. And it's uh, almost a full day, maybe three-fourths of the day. And John has incredible thought leaders that speak uh, this year, October 20th, we'll have, well, John will speak twice. And then we have Ryan Leak, who is an incredible podcaster. He's got like, I don't know, one of the top podcasts on Apple. He's a great uh, executive coach and great thought leader. Kendra Scott, the Kendra Scott, you know, I don't know if, if your wife would know her or maybe you do. Maybe yeah, you bought stuff the in there. Yeah. Right. So she's got uh she has a store for mainly women, maybe, maybe some men, but 
it's all about jewelry and handbags and things. So she's a great entrepreneur, very well known in the malls and women know her, but she's got an incredible story. She's going to be speaking and we've connected with the Kendra Scott store in Winter Park and we're going to have a pop-up Kendra Scott store at Lived Lead because Kendra Scott is speaking and uh, just a little fun thing on the side yeah. so people can, can look forward to that. And then we've got Marcus Buckingham who is the strength finder guy. I mean, he's the guy who wrote, who, who, who co-wrote that book, strength finder. And that's an incredible assessment, but Marcus is just brilliant, works with Harvard and just, it's going to be a great day of leadership and development. And we're going to serve lunch. It's going to be at the Wycliffe discovery center, beautiful venue. And it's just a full day. So it's a simulcast because Curtis, what we do is uh, we're the host site in this area. And so John does this event in Atlanta live and we have over 300 simulcast locations all over the world and we pipe it in and it's just like John's in the room and it yeah. is high energy. It is uh, community leaders, business people. It is uh, a great networking opportunity and a great environment for learning. So that's why Kevin was so excited. Yes, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Fantastic. So for this event, you know, we've been talking about those that are, moving into leadership or want to improve their leadership skills. Um, is this for beginners, seasoned folks? Who's a good fit for this? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. It is for anyone hungry to learn. It They would deal with some leadership topics. Of course, John's the number one leadership expert in the world. He'll hit on that topic. Yeah, yeah and, and, it's, and he's also a great personal growth guru. Um, it is for business owners it is for business leaders and and i'll tell you some people might not identify with with being a leader but everybody's a leader everybody if you if you are able to get anyone to participate in something you're doing you're a leader and that includes you know getting your spouse to take you out to the right restaurant right (laughs) or even commanding your dog to sit i mean we lead in a lot of different capacities so it is really for everybody but it's especially for people that are hungry to learn we have teams that bring their uh organization for this you know use as a team building event we have different industries represented we have the the city of palm bay come last year the city manager and they attended, brought all their executives. We had, uh, of course, I do work with the City of St. Cloud, coaching and training with those uh, folks over there. So we had Parks and Rec in the room. And uh, we have doctors and physicians, or excuse me, physicians and lawyers and dentists. Uh, just the gamut, right? It's, it's just everybody that you can think of that would want to be in an environment where they can learn to lead at a better level, get incredible business ideas, as well as learn and grow as an individual so they can impact more people and just be a better human. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. When you're talking about leadership, one of the things that uh, comes up is delegation. Yeah. That is, you know, it's more than just, Hey, you go do this. Mm -hmm. There's a whole system and process that has to be built around that. Um, What are some of the obstacles people run into in delegation and delegating things. Yeah. Well, a big obstacle that I run into as I coach, especially people who have what we call direct reports, right? They're folks that, well, e- even a, a smaller business person in the sense that they have maybe just a few employees. Yeah. Um, whether you have one employee, two employees, or you've got maybe 10 direct reports, you have to stop micromanaging them. 
And that is, you know, everybody says, uh, and everybody, this is so funny. So I have clients that say, I know I'm a micromanager and I just don't know how to stop. Well, I'll tell you how to stop. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. So, so really what happens when somebody is a micromanager, they're micromanaging, not because they don't trust their people. It's that they, they don't trust themselves that they have trained them well enough right. to act on their behalf. Haven't built the trust. Exactly. Yeah. The trust or haven't resourced them or haven't told them exactly what they need to do. So therefore they can't let them loose and do it because they're afraid they're going to make mistakes or mess it up. Yeah. And so there's, there's that, right? We, we have to build a system of training and that's really not as difficult as people think. There's really only five steps to delegating. In fact, if you'd like Curtis, I can give your listeners a resource where they can grab a five-step delegation playbook. It's, I think I call it Delegation Made Easy. And they can just go to my website, and you can either put that in the show notes, or would you like me to mention it? Yeah, right? mention it, please. No, just go to MaximizeLeaders.com. We'll put it in the show notes okay. as well. MaximizeLeaders.com. That's that's my website, and you'll you'll see that uh, place there where you can pop your email address in there, and it's a free free resource. I'll just, just make that available. It's, it's a simple way to understand how to delegate so that you don't have to take it back and it gets done at a high level, you know, quality. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things I learned in the past years in in leadership is developing good KPIs, key performance indicators. And and I have a different cadence to my KPIs. I actually, it's maybe a bit much, but there are two numbers I want to watch at 9 a.m., 12 noon and four o'clock. And I want to see how my team, not only how they're progressing, but how are they getting hit? Yeah. What kind of day are they, are they Are they just getting beat up pretty bad? Mm-hmm. And we need to put some resources and maybe take a look and see what's going on. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I kind of build that around my noon check-in with them in addition to our morning huddle. Um, but I think that's important. If you, if you are a micromanager, build some KPIs. I, like I say, multi-day mm-hmm or multi-part of the day, I guess, daily, mm-hmm. and then some weekly, monthly, and maybe even six months or a year out. You know, don't overdo it. Right. It's like kids. If you have too many rules, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yes. If you have too many KPIs, you'll go nuts. That is so true. But have That's a handful good. of KPIs that just tell you, hey, we're on target, we're running well. That's so good. I, mean, I got to take you with me so you can help me do these <laughs> trainings. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. I, it's, it's amazing because I see a lot of senior leaders, like CEOs, that do not do one-on-ones with their direct reports. In other words, they don't touch down with them and ask them how they're doing. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's because, they, in fact, I was with a company yesterday in Gainesville. They have 400 people and they do one-on-ones, but they don't really have a template for it so it's just like hey what are you up to it's it's just so nonchalant and sometimes not very effective so you know a good template for a one-on-one is is uh you know just ask some questions like hey are you what priorities are you working on right now because maybe you might think something's a priority and it's not or maybe the priority level has changed but i haven't communicated that to you you're gonna be working on the wrong stuff right so always asking that again going back to your kpis that's important and then simply asking hey do you have everything you need to get the job done yeah how can i resource you not that i'm going to do your job for you but i do want to help you get what you need or support you uh or even help you brainstorm or 
figure th- some things out. So um, that's just a simple, simple little template people can use to have those one-on-ones. So I encourage people to get those done at least once a week with their direct reports. Something I've thrown into the mix. So I do those one-on-ones over lunch once a month. Good. Um, one of the questions that we like keep being updated mm-hmm. in my mind is what would make your life epic? Oh, I love it. Yeah, that, that's a fun one. I love the word epic. really starts making them think, wow, what would be epic? That's good. And then and it's amazing how different it is for each individual. Yeah. And then it gives you a lot of insight into who they are and mm-hmm. what their goals are as well. Mm-hmm. And then... And I've recently started doing this, just recently, in the last few months, asking, what can I do better? Mm. Now, you would think that's the simplest, shortest question you could ask, but that's a soul-bearing question when you say, I want the honest truth. Yes. What could I be doing better to, to help you? Yes. Yes. And, and you know, I find, too, Curtis, I, I bet your people will tell you because you are a safe place. I try and, and, to be. Yeah. 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 And. The sad thing is some leaders will say, hey, tell me what you really think. And their people hold back on them. They won't talk because they know if they do say what they're really thinking, they're going to get ripped to shreds or there's going to be a consequence, maybe even to the place where they don't get promoted or they don't get a pay raise because they said something that makes the leader look bad. So, yeah, if you're going to ask that question, Scott, you got to create that safe environment and let people push back. Um, And I know you do that. So that's that's a great and you have to ask more than once. Yes. You have to ask many times because yes. it builds that comfort level. Yes. Wow, he really wants to know. Yep. Or she, yep. she or he really wants yep. to know that information. Yes. So, And then do something with the info. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, like run how with many, it. Yeah. yeah, like how many people get uh, a piece of feedback and they're like, Okay, thanks for sharing that. And they do nothing with it, right? And then their people are, you know, next it. time they're going to, they're not going to tell you anything. They won't bother. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to do anything about it. So Give it a lip service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's fine. I was at a conference some years ago and they said, now don't go back to your office and, you know, have them the next week, your whole staff thinking, oh, great. He was at a conference last week. Let's ride this out for a couple yeah. of weeks. Really implement some real, yeah. some real changes. Yeah, so, that's so true. Yeah, you have to you have to take your staff seriously so they take you yes. seriously. So, man, you've got some good zingers. Oh. I'm gonna steal some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've been a student of the of this. Of, of, you have to really become a little little crazy about it. Yeah, I like that. A little crazy, a little yeah. crazy about leadership. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's what we do at Maximize Leaders. Well, so again, the event's coming up October 20th. It is, October 20th, 2023. How do they connect to uh, get prepped for that to, to, you know, get their tickets and get ready? Yeah. Oh, I would love for your listeners to come. Go to Nona, or excuse me, not Nona. There's so, so many Nonas, right? It is live the number two lead nona.com. So that's live to lead nona.com. And they can reserve individual tickets or group tickets there's group rates if you want to bring your entire team or organization we have folks that do that uh it's a great great day to get out with your team and build some great relationships and learn together we'll put that in the show notes and we'll also put in our maximizeleaders.com for those five step uh the five step delegation plan the easy yeah. plan good good happy yeah. to do that for you guys yeah i appreciate it thank you dr travelu appreciate you spending time with us and uh Discussing leadership. So Absolutely. important. It is. It is. Thank you for the opportunity, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nona Voices podcast by Nona.fm. We feature the voices 
of the unique people that make up the Lake Nona community in Orlando, Florida. You can subscribe to Nona Voices wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartMedia. If you have a moment, please share the Nona Voices podcast and give us a review. Thank you for listening to the Nona Voices podcast by Nona.fm.